I have a question for you. Where else on the internet could you build a global brand just by sharing your knowledge and putting your face on camera? That's what we talk about on today's episode of the Women of YouTube podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast, where we are sharing stories of women YouTube creators in order to inspire other women to start creating. In each episode, we deep dive into why these women chose YouTube to create on, their struggles, their successes, and of course, get real about what happens when you're a female creator on the internet. This podcast is brought to you by TubeBuddy, your best friend on the road to YouTube success. Now let's get into it with your hostess, Desiree Martinez. You know, one of the things I love about what I get through this podcast is I meet the most amazing women. Like, straight up coolest thing about this job. And Salma Joffrey, who is today's guest, came into my life like on a cloud, glowing like the angel of excellence that she is. I have been so honored and blessed to get to meet her. And she and I just had like the best conversation that you are 100% going to get to listen to here where we talk about so many things like why YouTube is so great and important for building a brand and a business, you know, relating to each other about like the struggle of having to pick motherhood before your career, what it's like to leave your kids and and go do events and like the struggle that comes with that and how it works and, and just so many things like this is just one of the best episodes I, I could give to you guys and I cannot wait for you to listen I want you guys to do me a favor while you're listening to this head over to Instagram and I want you to at me at Mrs. Desiree Rose and tell me what your favorite part of this podcast was and you know I want to share them on on social with TubeBuddy in the next episode of the podcast. So I, I really don't want to like take any more of your time. Let's dive into this talk with Salma. All right. I am talking to the lady boss herself. The one, the only Salma Joffrey. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Imagining our own applause here. Right. Yeah. Like we're actually like in the corner of a conference room with people who are working around us and giving us like the eye. Like, mm, really? You had to come sit over here. <laughs> so, all right, Tamla. So tell us why YouTube. Why YouTube? So it's a triple threat platform, three in one. It's a search engine, it's a content repository, and it's a social media network. Can you say that about any other platform out there right now? I mean, if you're gonna like drop facts like that, no. Uh huh. And also because I believe in longevity and legacy. So if I'm gonna create a video or a series of videos and put my life and soul into it, and my effort. It better live forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, like, gave me the eyes with that, you guys. Yeah. So she was like, it's happening. Yeah. It's like, I want returns, mm -hmm. and I don't want, you know, just, like, short-term stuff. No, no. So was this, like, a literal, like, methodical decision, not like, like, I just want to put videos up on the internet. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I just, I wanted to share this story, or, like, I had this, like, I wanted to archive my kids' stuff, or, like, I just got this crazy idea to record things upon the internet. Like, no, yours, it sounds like yours was like, um, this was a business decision that I rock at. Well, that, but also when I was nine years old and ever since then, I've wanted to be on TV. Um, but I thought I wanted to be a anchor for CNN. Right? Okay. That was my, so I used to watch a lot of news and get cues from presentation and on-camera delivery. And I really, really like watched it with a purpose and picked up that, right? But as I grew older, I realized I hated the news. It was so depressing. Um, and I said, like, do I really want to? And 
and also because of lack of control, right? You don't really have control over what you talk about and what you say. Um, and that comes really later when you're like a really senior anchor person where you get to host your own show. So um, I wasn't too happy with that. Um, so when I thought, okay, well, how can I, you know, give value and still be on camera and still speak? And the obvious answer was YouTube. And that's where my channel's tagline was born from, be the media. Because you don't need anyone's permission. No one's telling you what to do. No one's telling you how to create, what to create, when to create. It's all you. And being the control freak that I am, I like having that control back where I get to make the decisions. I'm the boss, one and me, one and only, just me. If it doesn't work, it's on me. And if it works, it's on me. And that's how I rolled. So. Yeah, and you get to, like, reap all of the benefits of it. You also have to, like, Absolutely. spare the burdens of, like, all of the bad stuff. Like, all of that is not the best. So, speaking of bad stuff, what's been some of your biggest struggles as a creator? So, the biggest struggles have been probably growth because I'm based in Pakistan and reaching uh, a Western market. So, my market is all actually U.S., U.K., Australia, South Africa, Europe, all over the world. I have clients all over the world literally so one of my biggest struggles is time zones and timing making sure that i'm actually reaching people at the right times so that's a big struggle and then just to you know work in the evenings when kids are sleeping or getting ready for bed so that's always like a you know um switching thing with my husband okay tonight it's your duty tomorrow i'm gonna be on the live stream so that's you know just managing that um but other than other than that i'm so thankful i'm born in the age of the internet and wi-fi because i am totally totally a global brand ambassador and i started my business knowing that i want to reach a global audience there's no way i'm staying local so that's something that was a challenge as well as difficult to do, but also very rewarding. Okay. So I, you've said some interesting words and I want to dissect a couple of them. So you are a mother and a wife and as, and as a lot of the people that we talk to, a lot of like lady creators have that like awesome, like sub t job title. How have you been able to find a balance as a mother with having to travel and build this like online brand? Like how have you decided to protect your children from on the internet and, and those kinds of things. So let's talk about that. I'd love to know more. Yeah. So the first thing I did was left corporate nine to five when I was pregnant with my first child back in 2007. I'm like, uh, uh no wish somebody else is looking after her. I'm going to be there for her. So that was the switch I made. I'm going to work from home. And now my business is structured around my lifestyle, not the other way around. So my lifestyle is I want to be there for the kids in the morning when they're getting ready for school. I want to be there for them when they come back from school. We all have lunch together. And there's usually some time in the evening before I start my coaching calls where I'll check in on their homework and make sure that it's done. But I put the responsibility on them to do it. So I'm not like, oh, have you done it or not? It's more like, okay, what did you have to do today? You tell me, make a checklist, and I want to see three checks on there. <laughs> <laughs> nice that's that's like how has it been with traveling with as being a mom like i know like yeah no matter what happens no matter like how progressive we get people will still ask me oh who's watching your kids i'm like oh crap i forgot i have kids shoot i probably <laughs> should have like put a, a bowl of water out for them i'm like really like <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're not cats. Like, like hello, like, they're two parents. Yeah, I was like, no, no. To in defense, there are some w badass single moms out there. Like we know them, like with Judy Fox yeah. and things like that. But and and but you have like the support network and yep. like when it's your business to travel, like a big part of being, you kind of get to this point. I think like as a business owner, where like especially when you're doing a good job, 
we're like going to events, mm. whether it's to speak at them or to mm. come to them. Like for you, you're speaking here at Vid Summit. Mm. I am attending Vid Summit. Mm. It's just part of like what has to happen. And so like leaving the kids is like a thing. Talk to us about like that journey of like leaving your kids. Like how, how did you get to the place of comfort that you are now? So it's definitely harder when I started and it's easier to justify it now. So the first time that I left them and traveled was in 2014. And the reason for that was that all the speaking offers that came before that, I was still breastfeeding my kids. And I was like, I cannot wean them off this fast just to focus on my career it was a choice and I said you know what I'm not going to do that so I made the choice to not speak for a number of years even though there were some opportunities coming up but I said these formative years I want to be more a mom than a business traveler at this point. Um, After I had weaned them off, so that was 2014, my first business trip was actually sponsored by the US State Department to Kazakhstan. And I had just weaned my kid off two weeks prior to that. (laughs) And I was like, okay, perfect timing. So this is happening. Was this your second or your first? This is my first. Okay. No, it was my second. I'm getting like, okay, wait, what? What was it again? (laughs) I have two kids. Oh yeah, how old are they? Um, It was my second. Uh, So that happened and now both girls are obviously they're older. So now the justification is so much easier because A, it's like the value that I get from attending these events, both um, in terms of my business, in terms of my mindset, in terms of opportunities that come up as a result of this. It's a no brainer almost. It's like, of course, this is going to happen. If I want to grow, I need to do this. It's as simple as that. Also, because I need to be around my people. These are my people. Yeah, like you're my people here. Video marketing is like the people I get energy from, mm. and if I don't surround myself with people that I can draw energy from, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I I I 100 like we've had we uh, so there is a video out there that Sama has is putting together where it was like a women in video that we did, and we was like a very intense day of filming over at YouTube, but we did it. And one of the things that ended up accidentally happening is there's seven of us women is half of us were introverts and half of us were extroverts. And we mm. accidentally like sat that way mm. like in our little like horseshoe. And it was just really funny <laughs> because Salma's team introvert and I am like the leader of mm. team extrovert. Mm. Like, and I just find it very funny that like, you're it like, I naturally. have to, re- like, and I've seen it with you, like, because we've spent so many days, you're like, oh, like, I need to conserve my energy. I'm going to go in my room and just, like, sit. Mm. And for me, I'm like, I'm going to stay out here a little bit longer because I need more people in my life, like, to fill me up and, like, charge me. And, like, for me, because I do work from home, because, like, we, like, when you are a yeah. YouTuber, when you are a marketer, like, you have kind of that luxury to, like, work from home. I get, I, that's what drains me, which is, mm. like, and so, like, I, I, like, my, I was telling someone this story today. I was like, my husband was like, oh, I can take the kids to school. I was like, no, do not take away my daily dose of human interaction. Like, mm. I need, <laughs> need this. Don't do that for me. And I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, really? I can sleep in? Please <laughs> do that. Take them take them to school today. <laughs> so what is one of the coolest things that you've gotten to do as a YouTuber? Um, I guess it would be speaking because that is really where I'm so comfortable, strangely, as an introvert. I love the stage. As much as I love the camera, I sometimes feel that the stage gives me that instant audience feedback, which is so amazing. Like right now, so I'm just coming out of my session right now. And one person said to me, your session alone was worth the cost, uh, the price of admission to Vid Summit. And I was like, oh, that just made my entire year. Thank you. So that kind of feedback 
makes me feel that I am on the right path. I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I am bringing so much value, which gives me so much confidence in return. Yes. No, I think that the like on 100% like I am the same I love when I get that feedback from people and like for mm-hmm. me getting to come to visit I have got to go to one session I went and listened to half mm-hmm. of Casey and I said session because I literally have been like at these tables like doing these interviews and I could not be happier like yeah I like sessions and all that kind of stuff I'm like you know what that's what the replays are for like I'm here for the people and so I I Absolutely. love that you got, and like I as someone who watches your stuff and has spent time with you like I think that that is the most accurate thing someone could have said to you <laughs> yeah well also because I was I'm trying to keep a balance of like okay there's some sessions that I want to attend just to support some people Mm -hmm. and I want to show up for them and uh, share out their message you know on social media and stuff so there's that happening but then yes the rest of it is okay let's uh, let network and learn as well absolutely so on to the deep stuff here so wait that was shallow (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) no uh, by deep I mean like okay we're going to talk about being a woman on Mm. the internet Mm. Okay, so, like, let's talk a little bit about, like, the good stuff about being a woman on the Internet. And then I also would love to get the counter of that. Like, what have been some of, like, the hmm. like the not-so-nice, awesome parts about, like, creating an Internet, things that have happened to you, that kind of stuff? Well, I um, have this thing that if I can get one part of my physical persona right, then I'm good. And it's usually my hair. If I can have a good hair day... I can have a good on-camera presence. Like, that does it for me. Like, it's different for other people, right? So that is one luxury that I give myself before doing, like, a batch record video. So it's, like, before four to six videos, I'll go to the salon. I'll get my, you know, roots done. I'll get my hair dyed. I'll get a trim if I need to. I'll get my hair blow-dried, straightened, whatever is happening. Like, whatever I need to do, right? Yes. Once I've done that, it's like, okay, whatever else is okay. Like I can do, I can manage everything else. So that You're, has to happen. You've done your confidence piece, I've right? done my, con- so that's my confidence piece. And that's like the one thing that makes me feel I'm camera ready. Oh, nice. That's a good tip. Yeah. And um, the other is like energy levels. So I always have to be in a positive frame of mind to be creating videos. So I, se- I have to set up my life in a way that no matter what happens, no matter what's going on, I have to be... Um, I have I have power to change my mood and that's something that was a very late realization for me because I think I have like a undiagnosed mood disorder like I go up and down all day long like one day I'll be ecstatically happy and like one minute the other minute I'll be like really angry at whatever is happening or frustrated or whatever and it, it um, sounds like to me you sound like a mom who had children sound like a mom. <laughs> and it's kind of like my life is just very emotional and like some <laughs> days it's awesome and some days it's crazy and it's just but I'm very conscious of the value that I want to bring on video and that is always positive energy so I have to channel that and sometimes it takes a lot out of me that's the challenge so you asked about what's the good stuff so the good stuff is I love sharing what I know it yes. is such a high for me. I get on camera and I'm like, here are some amazing ways to do X, Y, Z. That is the reason I get on camera because I've learned this and I cannot wait to share it with you. Um, but the challenge is that it takes so much out of me. It takes so much energy out of me. And as you mentioned um, that I'm an introvert and, you know, so having that energy go out, then I need times of rest to replenish that so it's always a ongoing you know thing that's happening yes awesome so what is something that is that you have learned 
from being a female creator on mm. the internet? Like, what is something like, you know, this bad thing happened to me and like, this is like what my <laughs> takeaway was. Or like, I had, I did this terrible thing and like, I, this is what I learned from it. Like, what can, like, give us an example of something that you have learned from that we, c- that we lady creators can take from you. So I guess um, something very specific would be um, that I used to do a lot of things wrong and I didn't really know how to do them the right way. So when I first started, uh, there was a lot of me, me, me type stuff. It's like, okay, this is me. This is my story. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. Blah, 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 blah. And it took me a long time to realize nobody cares until you first care about them. You know, and if you, and some of those videos are still up. So if you look at them, it's all like, um, you know, I ramble on. I have like really long intros and that's something that I realized as I created content that no, it's not about me. And also because the other thing that happened and still happens sometimes is that I take on a lot of stress because I look at the outcomes and what I need to do instead is detach myself from the outcomes. I was having this conversation with someone yesterday as well because what happens is that I'm like goal driven. I'm like, okay, I this video needs to perform in this way or this needs to happen or like I need to hit my income goal for this month or I need to get these many clients. And if it doesn't, I'm so hard on myself, really, really hard on myself. So that is a negative because if you are not detached from the outcome, your life is going to be stress central all the time. And I got really sick this year because of that. So I, I was in hospital for three days um, because of the stress I had taken on. I I was in the same place like yeah. not too long ago. Like I had like just a complete mental crash. And it was like I just had to like I was taking too much. I was too much stress. And I had to just like force myself to let go. And like once I let go, it was like a fog was lifted from my like existence, like from my heart, from my mind, from my eyes, like everything like. So actually, I'm in this group where somebody sent me this amazing thing of like a daily um, stress relief thing. So it's like you close out the day every day and you let go of the things that you cannot control. And it's like like a daily exercise. Yeah, that's that's great. It's been really helpful for me. Yeah. I just wanted to take a quick minute and thank you for listening with a little something something from TubeBuddy. If you don't know, TubeBuddy is a free browser extension and mobile app for your YouTube account that helps you with finding the best keywords, create titles, A-B test your thumbnails, provides you with analytics, milestones, reporting, and so much more. If you have been inspired by the stories in today's podcast and you're ready to start creating, you don't want to do it without TubeBuddy. Get signed up with this free service at TubeBuddy.com forward slash women. So one of the things that we have talked about offline, because again, one of the things that I love about getting to do these interviews with people in person is that I get to, like, we get to have, like, the conversations, like, beforehand and offhand. You've talked about your daughters and, like, Hmm. what you want them to do on the Internet. So why don't you talk with us about, like, I would love you to share that story for those of us that are, like, my kids want to be YouTubers, but I just don't know. Or, like, they should have a brand that they're starting already, like, how to teach them Internet responsibility. Like, you have, like, I think a really great perspective on this, and I want us to share this. So first up, before I chose their names, I went and checked if the domain was available. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) But full disclosure, I have one of of my kids, their name was taken by by another kid, actually, which Mm. is so funny. But I have that for my kids, too. I also have their emails, their Gmail accounts. Yeah, so we actually made sure that their middle name 
wouldn't possibly be taken by anyone else is pretty unique. So even if their first name and last name was, you know, so my husband and I, we oh, like. Like these are like yeah. parents of the internet, like <laughs> problems. I love this. Keep going, please. So now that they're like 12 and 7 right now. So the main issues are for the 12 year old, obviously she's a preteen. She's got friends, um, internet. She's still not on Facebook yet, but she's on like Google Hangouts and email and chat and all of that, right? Um, she is very responsible because I have um, shown her the dark side already, um, the dark stuff that happens. And because my husband and I actually met in a chat room, crazy story there. Um, and my parents were like freaking out because this <laughs> is like uh, early 2000, 2000. We got married in 2003. So this was 2000. And the Internet was still fairly new at that time. And um to meet somebody in a chat room and then be like, okay, I'm gonna marry him, was like unheard of for my parents. So when I tell my daughter these stories, she understands and she gets the, you know, how it happened, but I teach her how I had to see for myself the, the bad stuff out there. And sometimes I share that with her and tell her what actually happened and, you know, how I actually found her father. Um, but um, before that, all the all the stuff that happened. So she has a very realistic picture of what the online world is could do. So so much so that she understands that okay, cover your webcam. You know, it could be hacked. Somebody could be watching you. Like stuff like that. She gets it. So I'm really happy that she does get that, and also just to limit screen time. So I give her like a couple of hours, and then I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's We're shut done. this down now. Yeah. So it's that, and then also because she is. Um, she is uh, more comfortable behind the camera. So my older ones, she's um, she's 12 and she's like um, going more like either After Effects or editing or like direction. So she makes these little videos, which I haven't actually put online yet. Um, and I haven't decided whether I will or not. But she makes these little stop animation videos. And she create she edits as she films. Like she's got that story sense already. When to pause the camera, switch scenes around, you know. So I'm already seeing that creativity in her, and I want to encourage that. Um, so every school project where they give an option, okay, you can either write an article or like uh, make a video. She chooses to make a video. So it's that's so fun. Yeah. So I'm letting her do the behind the scenes and learning, and then editing her own videos. So that's been cool. That is so fun. Like it's, I just love that. So, all right, let's talk about speaking of details of After Effects. Let's get into some of the good stuff. Uh, talk to us about your video creation process. Like, how do you plan your videos? What do you edit with? What do you film with? Like, what's that sure. process? Sure. So my process is a three-month plan. It's a 90-day video content plan, and I put this together every three months, and I decide on the direction I'm going to be heading in for the next three months. And what that does, it gives me purpose. Uh, and clarity but okay. it also gives me flexibility because I can always change it up three months later if it's not working or it's not the direction that I really want to go in awesome so every three months I uh, decide okay what do I want to do for the next three months so I make that entire plan um, what do you mean by what you're going to do so like I in your videos and your business like what is like what is that so I decide what the goal and focus is going to be like okay is the focus coaching clients is the focus growing subscriber base is the focus getting brand sponsorships is the focus pitching for speaking gigs okay you know all of that is happening right so where do I want to focus because I can't do it all together sorry not at this stage not Got until it. I have a team of a zillion but um Anyway, so at this point, it's like, okay, deciding the topics, deciding the direction, deciding what success looks like to me. Oh, okay. Very yeah. cool. Okay, so you decide that for 90 days. Yeah, and then I batch produce videos for typically four videos in a month. So one day of filming and then uh, one, 
well, one video takes about four hours to edit because previously I was doing green screen. That took longer and I've just shifted from green screen. So hopefully I'm going to cut down a little bit on edit time. Yeah. So that's Adobe Premiere Pro um, is our editing laptop. Okay. Sorry, editing system. And um, yeah, so I'm actually using a really old camera. I need to upgrade some equipment. Um, but what I do like is that I've set up my home office in a way that I can just get in there, switch on the lights, and start. Yes, have you done an Alexa light? You should do the Alexa light. I haven't yet, but I have like soft boxes at this point uh -huh. and LED lights. So that's uh, there. But the thing is that having that dedicated setup, so I have an extra room in my house, which is converted into a video studio now. And that really has been helpful because setup used to take an hour. And yes. it was a big detriment to actually making videos. Yes. And once you can just get that done once and remove that barrier to entry, you actually, and now I'm like making Instagram videos with that setup, making like other platform videos. So it's yes. not just YouTube, but it's really easy to just start and get it done. As I've talked about, I've moved a lot. Like I started in Korea. We lived in Las Vegas. Now we're in Phoenix. I like made my kids share a room, and I was like, I'm taking the extra bedroom, and mm. I made it in my office. And I set it up just this way. I like perfected my set, and I got all of my lighting, and I put it all on an Alexa switch. That and it so it's just on, and then like I just turned the Alexa light on, yeah. and it's like my main like my fluorescent terrible lighting like mm. turns off and like my studio <laughs> lighting comes off and it's just like okay let's film stuff so yeah I like am all on board for that for sure lights <laughs> camera right Go. make it happen yeah uh, what do you think is the most important thing anyone getting started with YouTube should do so anyone getting started um, should ask themselves what success looks like for them because it's different for everybody else and it's very personal it's your personal definition of what is going to make you happy. And I have um, actual, uh, this is an actual question that I ask people either before they start working with me or when they join my Facebook group. And the answers are so varied. Everything from, I just want to stop looking stupid on camera to I want more leads to I want to sell my online course. Um, so it really, really depends on what your goal is and then work backwards from there. Okay, what that's... What yeah. if someone says, like, what does success look like to you? And they're like, sorry, what? If someone says, like, oh, success looks like being on a beach, making money off of nothing to them. Like, do you think, like, perfect. you're talking, like, more, like, specific details? No, than no, that? perfect. Go for okay. passive income then. If that's your jam, right? why not set that up? Nice. Because, you know, someone out there is, like, has that smart aleck remark. So I was just curious, like, well, what your they, response they've is got to own, it. But they've got to own it, right? If that's your if that's your definition of success, fine. Reverse engineer it. Go ahead. I'm watching. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, like, share this. So that, and then make that your passive income so that we can all do yeah, that, too. And then, and then show us all how you're doing it so that everybody else who wants to do it can learn from you. And then you're the authority in it. So yes. good for you. Yes, yes, yes. What do you think is a common overlooked mistake that you find the clients you work with who are getting on YouTube make? What is what is it that they're doing that you think they could do better? Oh, one thing um, that everyone does wrong is that they focus on a demographic. Oh. Every, every single time we have this audience conversation, okay, so who are you speaking to? Who's your audience, right? And they give me this shit. It's like, uh, women 35 to 55 who are doing blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you are not going to be speaking on a stage. You're not going to be speaking to 100 women sitting there in the audience. When people are watching your content, they are alone. Mm. They are sitting alone. They are probably going from somewhere on their mobile phones and your video pops up and they are alone when they're watching it. Yes. So what you need to do is instead of talk to a demographic, you need to talk to one person. Yes. When you talk to one person, 
you actually reach many people. And the success factor on that is how to gauge you're doing it right is when in the comments people say, it felt like you were speaking to me. That's the effect you're going for. Interesting. I like that. Like I've heard a lot of people talk about like give your audience a name and like a, a, like a Pacific. Like for me, so I've done this. Like my audience is Crystal. She's 35. She runs her own business. She's working in her business and not on her business. And she is just like struggling to like make things happen for her. But she wants to know how to do it. And so I give her a roadmap to make it as easy for her as possible. So when I work with clients, typically what happens is they'll be really conversational when I'm talking with them. And as soon as they get on camera, they'll become really stiff and self-conscious. And um, talking to Crystal in a way that uh, is going to be like very self-conscious is not going to work. Mm -hmm. So what I have them do is this quick little exercise where I say, okay, she just walked in the room. Greet her. Go get up. Shake hands with her. Start your video with hi, Crystal. How was your day? Or what happened with your kids the other day? Or I just saw you in the parking lot. Did you get, you know, whatever is happening with her, start with that. When they start with that, their entire body language changes, their facial expressions change, their demeanor changes. They have this smile on their face. And I tell people, look, when people start watching your video, it's like they've walked into your life. They've just entered the room. Yeah. Are you good? Is the first sentence going to be? It's kind of like MTV Cribs. Like, did, you ever, yeah. did you ever watch that show, MTV no, Cribs? No. <laughs> so at MTV Cribs was like back in the 90s, and it was like you got to like walk into people's celebrity homes, and so like the camera like would swoop in, mm. and the people would open the door and be like, hey, guys, like welcome to my house. Like yeah. It was very much like, oh, I am I am allowed to be here. Yeah, kind of and mentality. be welcoming, right? Yeah. And a lot of people start their videos very stupid, like, so are you thinking of doing this, that, and the other, and I'm going to teach you three steps to do it. And I'm like, Oh, no. You're Talk like, to one person. back button, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's always like the thing that everyone gets wrong. And if when you get it right, it's so good. Right. All right. Do you think that we have room on YouTube for new creators? Um, so my answer would be that YouTube is hard. There are a lot of barriers to entry. And there are a lot of things that could go wrong. And there are a lot of things that you need to figure out. So you're either willing to take that challenge on or you want to take an easier path. If you want to take an easier path, do something like, I don't know, Instagram or Twitter. Because there are 10,000 followers on Instagram is easier to get than 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. And it doesn't mean the same. Like 10,000 followers on Instagram are not worth the same as 10,000 people watching you and, and getting on your email list on YouTube, right? Through yes. YouTube. So if you want easy, don't choose YouTube. But if you want to really learn the platform and be challenged and take that challenge head on and say, you know what? This, I love this. I want to learn this. I want to do this. Then what's going to happen is that you're going to be part of that small group, like the survival of the fittest type group, where you have broken through and you're going to make it. Because when you decide that you're going to take it on as a challenge, knowing it's going to be hard, is when you it becomes worth it for you. Because awesome. then it starts working for you. The minute you say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do it no matter what. No matter how hard it is, no matter if I'm getting zero views for six months, I'm still going to do it. And it's going to be hard, but go in with that. Zero expectations. Just create value and make sure that you are willing to do that in the early stages so that you can reap those benefits later on. That is the first time someone's answered that question for me with not a yes. This is like, it's like a yes 
if you put the work in. <laughs> <laughs> There's room for everybody. Like anyone can have a YouTube channel, but to do it right, it's a totally different thing. Yep. yep. Awesome. All right. How can people? How can people find you on the YouTubes? So I'm so happy that my parents gave me the name and I married the man that I did because now my name is Salma Jafri. And nobody has that name. So I am SalmaJafri.com and at SalmaJafri everywhere. LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, of course. That does make it easy. I, uh, I did not have that luxury. I did when I was maiden name. There was only <laughs> one Desiree Ford in the world that like was on the internet. And then I got married and I got like a very generic name that I love. Like I would do it every day. I yeah. would, I would, I pay people for my name, but it is rough on the internet. Yeah, but sure. branding. <laughs> yeah, I know, but branding. I love you. <laughs> I, I, I literally like. I want to tell people like from now on, like going mm. forward. Oh, we're gonna have a baby, and I was like, before you decide on the name, make sure you can buy that dot com <laughs> and the Gmail address and the mm. Gmail. Get that Gmail right. Mm. That's awesome. That, that if anything, you're gonna take out of this besides. All of her genius. Like, that's definitely something that we all, all of us <laughs> parents got to go do, right? <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for being on, Salma. It is always amazing to talk to you. I always just, like, am so filled up and so inspired by you every time. So thank you. Thank you, Desiree. That's a really nice thing to say. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. And if you really love this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes to make the podcast gods and fill over at TubeBuddy happy.